0: Avery, sure hate to give Avery any credit, but she did a good job. All right, tonight we're going to be in Psalms 34, and we're going to talk about fear. So let's all stand in honor of God's Word, and we're going to read 22 verses. It's the whole Psalms 34, and... Uh, this is uh David was in a bad spot when he was here. David was in a bad spot lots of times. <clears throat> and some of it was his own fault, and some of it was just the way things were. And he is writing here about when he's in a place with some fear, and so we're going to talk about it. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the, let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved me out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, And the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked and the foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Let's pray. Father, tonight... I pray that we would uh, put our trust in you. And Father, I pray that you would uh, uh, help us, Father, to to put our faith and our hope in you, Father, and help us to, to understand that when we praise you, that uh, fear goes away. And so, Father, I pray tonight that we would uh, hear your word, that we would listen to what you have to say to us. And Father, I don't know who is... Uh, living in some sort of fear tonight, Father, but you do. And I pray tonight that your words would bring peace into their hearts. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you ever get scared, but uh, or if you ever have fear, but I do. I have fears at times. And fear has a way of taking control of us if we 're not careful, and I have some fears and uh, and I know that we 're not supposed to fear, but there's just times when there 's some fear and I know that we 're in the middle of this transition time and and i 'm just telling you i got I got some fears uh, i I worry about our church and I worry about uh hiring a new youth pastor, and I worry about who's going to be here, and I wonder about our finances and those things like that. I'm just being honest with you. Those are things that we have to think about, and uh, and and if you stay there, though, it can control you, and uh, I got to tell you, the last uh, several weeks, uh, I have been... Uh, in this place where I've been trying to get my mind around all these things and and you just I don't know nobody else ever has any fears in life, but I'm just telling you I I do and Lord helps me through that and and I I want to talk about this particular chapter because this guy David this is the guy who killed Goliath and yet David says i 've had some fears, and I don 't know about you, but when I think about David, I think about this guy and, and, and just nearly about every Bible school you ever have talks about David and Goliath and this guy and this is after this has happened, when David's writing this, this is after all that has happened, and David is the guy who who came up against Goliath with a sling and a rock, and God delivered him, and yet David says. I I sometimes have fear and David says, I sometimes get worried about things. And, 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 and I think about this guy, and I, I just can't imagine him having any kind of fear. David fought in battles, and it wasn't like battles where he's up on a hill somewhere with a walkie-talkie calling planes in to bomb him. When they had battles, it was hand-to-hand. And you look the guy in the eye, and you beat him over the head with a club or a sword or something. Now, you were, it was... Man, I think that would be terrifying to be in battle like that. And that's what they did. When they went into battle, that's what they did. And this is David, the most ferocious warrior probably that you see in God's Word. And he was known for his ability to fight. And yet he says, I have some fears. And and he talks about this, and he's been in battle, he's been in a fight, he's, 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 had, he's had the king toss spears at him. Have you ever had a, someone toss a spear at you, trying to kill you? I have. No, I have <laughs> But he, he has. He knows what it is to have the king. Not uh, this, this would be like having the head of all the government. You're on the most wanted list. You're the most wanted man in the kingdom. And that would bring fear, but he has gotten through that, and now he is king. And so you would think that he wouldn't know what fear is, but he does. (coughs) And in verse 4, he says that, I, I have had this, but he says that God has delivered me from all my fear. Can you imagine how much he has had to fear. When I started thinking about that, he has had a lot that he could be afraid of. And yet he says that of all that fear that God has delivered him from it. Now, this is an interesting verse. And I want you to think think about this. King David uh, is... is uh, uh, he 's had Saul after him and and uh, and and or just think about yourself and if you if you 've got someone after you if you 've got Goliath after you, or whatever, how would you pray and he says that, uh, that you know, if it was me, I would be like, "Oh God, deliver me from my problems, deliver me from Goliath, deliver me from Soul, Heal me of my pain. Uh, help me with my find. I mean, when we get into trouble, this is how we pray. Is this not how we pray? Make, make uh, my kids be better or change my kids or change things at work. or I mean, I find myself, God, can you heal our land? Can you heal our country? Can you change the laws? Could you fix the elections where things were different? I know you guys never pray that way, but I do. I'm like, God, can you change something here? And I think sometimes we pray for God to change our circumstances and fix this. And I think this is why this is such an important scripture here. And it does talk about that we can pray like that. David says, he doesn't say that he prayed like that. He says, I just sought the Lord. I sought the Lord and he answered me. I sought the Lord and he took away my fear. Imagine if David prays, Oh God, take away Goliath. Imagine that never happens. I I told you a few years ago, and, and I assume that it's still true. But the David and Goliath story is the most recognized story in scripture. People who don't even know anything about scripture recognize the story of David and Goliath. Imagine if David prays, oh God, get rid of Goliath. I don't want to fight him. I don't want this battle to ever take place. Get rid of him so I don't have to fight him. Imagine if that battle never takes place. The most rec- Do you understand the most recognized story in scripture is gone? The story that little kids hear about and think about and sing the song about, I mean, this year, I mean, every kid that has ever had Bible school sings a song about David and, you know, the the Goliath and they all go tumbling down. They do that every year. And they never have that in their memory. They never have that to go back to. They never have that when when they get older and life gets tough and they think, I'm not going to be able to beat this, but David be glad. That story is gone if God takes away the problem. You see, sometimes we need to have the problem. And David talks about this, and and in this he doesn't say that God took away his problem in in all senses. Now, sometimes he does, but he didn't take away a lot of David's problems. But David says, he delivered me from all of my fear. He touched me. He, he, He makes things different. I sought the Lord. He says that in times of trouble, I sought the Lord. When I was in fear, I sought the Lord. Our first thing should be, instead of praying, oh God, change it, or oh God, fix it, our first thing should always be to seek the Lord. But let's be honest. When we talk about this on Wednesday night a lot, our first prayer is usually, oh God, fix this. Oh God, change this. Oh God, do something. Our first act should be, not, oh God, could you stop this or fix this or change this? But our first prayer should be, oh God, oh God, what do you want? Oh God, what do you want to do here? And just cry out, oh God, what do you need? What do you need? What do you want to happen? What is your will? Even though this seems like it's a, it's a bad situation, I, I, I pray God for it. I just want to seek you in the middle of it. And whatever you want to do, let it happen. Aren't you glad that God didn't take Goliath out? I love that story. I'm glad that God allowed David to go through that time and he was having a time of, 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 of struggle where it looked like it wasn't going to work out, but God let him go through that struggle. And, and then on the other side, he has a wonderful story that all mankind forever will know about because he let him go through it. That sounds like kind of that God's kind of a... Mean God, but He's not. He's a good God, and sometimes He allows us to go through the hard to teach us things. But our first thing must be that we seek after Him, and He says that He sought after the Lord. He says, He says, I was praising Him. He said, My, he, he he talked about the first three verses here is talking about glorifying Him, and it's hard to do that sometimes when we're in the midst of trouble. If you're covered in fear, it's hard to praise the Lord. But David said he praised God instead of making it about Him. Sometimes when we're in a hard, fearful place, we just kind of look inside and look on ourselves and, oh, poor woe is me and all these things like this. And, and it's hard to get our minds off ourselves. And David says when he gets in a place like that, that he starts to praise God because that gets the attention off of me. It's kinda hard in the world we live in when everything is about us. My son sent Cindy a picture last night that he took with a selfie stick. About I threw up a little in my mouth. (laughs) I told Cindy, I said, I said, please tell me that he did not buy a selfie stick, because that was really gonna that was really gonna bug me. I mean, the fact that he has a loofah is bad enough, but he has a selfie stick. And and she said, no, no, no. Somebody got it for him. But we are such a society that we take so, do you understand this? Do you understand? We take so many pictures of ourselves that I need a stick to take a better picture of myself. I take so many, you see how the society we live in? it's so about ourselves, and 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 it's easy to get into that. But David says, instead of saying selfie prayers, that we need to be praising God, to seek God, and look what happens. And 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 here he says, when I when I sought after God, He delivered me from my fears. And really, isn't that what we're wanting to get rid of, the fear? If if. if you know, we don't really care about the situation. If we could just get rid of the fear, if I could just get rid of that in my stomach or whatever, these things like that. Most of the bad things that David faced, he didn't get delivered from. Goliath. He didn't get delivered from the Goliath. He had to fight that battle and go through that. God was with him, but he had to face him. Saul. David dealt with Saul for years and years and years. And he didn't take it away his family was a disaster a lot of it was his own fault and god did not deliver him from that he had to deal with that and get through that <laughs> but david says that god did deliver him from fear and god god does not promise to change everything and, in fact he says that that the righteous will have troubles but David says, even though I have troubles, God can deliver me from this fear. I want to read you uh, something. This, this is. I think this is. I think this is good. I don't know. It's hard to praise God in a time of fear, but it's even harder to fear when you are praising God. It's hard to praise God in a time of fear. But it's harder to fear when you're praising God. Have you ever thought about that? In your mid- mid- middle of fear, in the middle of dread, sometimes it's hard to praise God. But it's harder to fear when you are praising God. It's hard to, it's hard to uh, stay down when you start praising God. We're studying prayer on Wednesday night and... and uh, the study we have is by Max Lucado, and he talks about this simple prayer. and I've been trying to do this prayer and pray this way. and He starts out, and he starts out, Daddy, Abba, Father, you're a good God. And uh, when you serve a good God, it's it's easy to praise a good God, isn't it? God who's looking out for you, a God that you know is just, a God that you know is uh, is uh, merciful, a God that you know that wants the very best for you, that does not seek to destroy you or to hurt you or harm you. So we get to come to to a good God and, and we come to Him and 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 He just says to say, I need help. Not God change anything. I just need I just need help. And and David I think came and, and he praised God and then he said, I you know I just need help. And God didn't change anything, but he did give him help. He took away his fear. And I think God's going to help us. I think we just need to not be very specific on his help and just say, you know, if we're seeking God, we'll just say, you know, whatever the help is, is fine with me. I just want you to help me and take away my fear. You don't have to change anything, but just, I just need help. What if I came to God and said, well... I like to think about it. I've got a couple of married kids. And I've had, oh, Lacey and Josh, they don't have anything. And there's been some times when their washing machine broke down or something like that. And Lacey will call and, Daddy, I need help. And I just hang up the phone. <laughs> Call your other in-laws. I don't want to talk to you. You know what? What are you going to say when Lacey says, Daddy, I I need help? Well, I'm going to help her if I can. If I can. If I think I can be of real help. You know what I mean? And I think probably when we come to God and say, I need help, sometimes... We don't need the things we think we need, and, and really the help we need might be that God doesn't give us what we think we need, but that God makes us... I was thinking about it, you know, sometimes, like, if you call God, you know, call God, and you don't call God, if you, if you pray to God and said, hey, God, you know, I need money. I need money, God, I really need money. Maybe you don't need money, maybe we just need to be better with what we have. Maybe God needs to, maybe we need God to help us be better with what I had. And the main thing here is that I don't say, God, this is the kind of help I need, but just, God, I need help. I need help. Change me if I need to change, or, or if you need to give me something, give me God, I don't care what it is. Just, just help me. And leave that real open there. The main thing is, like what David said, is I just sought God. I want to read verses 17 and 18 and 19. It says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. What's the key thing? What does a righteous person do? Seeks God. We have to be righteous. And and if we are righteous and living and seeking and seeking after God, like what David calls out, the word says that God hears us and that he delivers them from all their troubles. And then he says in verse 18 that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit, you need to expect troubles. In in verse nineteen it says the righteous man may have many troubles. It doesn't say that we won't have trouble, it doesn't say that there won't be things that go wrong or, or push on us in life, but the Lord delivers him from them all. We can expect trouble and so expect heartbreak. But listen to this the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I thought maybe tonight there's someone who is here that is brokenhearted or has something pushing on them real hard, something with your family or, or something at work or something like that or just something going on that is brokenhearted. I have really good news for you tonight. The word promises that God is close to the brokenhearted, okay? doesn't say that, it changes everything right off the bat, but it says that he is close there. And that doesn't mean that he, you ever, you ever get to a place where you just can't feel God? Have you ever been there to a place where you feel like God, I can't hear you. And I can't feel you. And maybe someone's there. I tell you what, I've heard people say that and I had never felt that before. But I have felt that. And it's real. It's real. I I have I have I have before I've thought I don't I I really I just I just could not fathom that to where you get to a place where you could not feel like, you know, I've heard people say, you know, I just don't feel like my prayers are going anywhere. I don't feel like I'm hearing from God. I, I just, I just doesn't feel like God is near. And that is a very broken hearted place. And I'm going to tell you, if you are there tonight, I want you to know that I, I believe that. But I also believe this. I believe what the word says here. That the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And the truth is you may not be able to feel him close. The truth is you may not be able to hear him. But you may just have to take David's word for it, and I will. That he is there. Whether you feel him or hear him or if he seems like he can hear you at all, you may just feel alone but even though you can't feel him, the word says, and I believe it, and I want you to, if you can tonight, grasp a hold of this verse. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Now, does that mean that he feels close by? It doesn't mean that he feels close by, but he is close by. Are you in a place of fear? Are you in a pl- place of wondering? Wondering what your neck I'm wondering what the next months are going to bring and what are we going to do and what's God going to do? But the word says, and this is what we have to do, and I'm asking you as the church, you're the you're the faithful ones tonight. You're this is the faithful church. Will you see God with me? Not, oh, we need this person or that person or we need this or we need that or we need more people or we need this or what. Don't Let's not pray like that. Let's just seek God together. And if we as a church will seek God together, then David says when we do that, that he'll remove all those. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. We don't have to have anxiousness about what the future holds for us or anything like that. We don't have to worry about that. The word says and David says, "I sought the Lord and he answered me." Doesn't say that he changed anything. It doesn't say that he gave us the name of a youth pastor that we needed or gave us the finances we needed or gave us whatever. It says that he just took away the fear. So, can I ask you as your pastor tonight, Maybe you're a little anxious. Or maybe this is just me. It could be just me, but I doubt it. Let's just seek the Lord together. And the Word says that He will be faithful. And He says that He is close and He is near. Let's begin to praise God for the things that we do have. I was doing this the other night as I laid in bed. I was thinking of all the things I had to be praising for. We have a great place to worship. Isn't this a beautiful place? It's a, Cindy was looking at, uh, I think, uh, Mitch and Karen's wedding pictures the other day. She said, that is a beautiful church. She said, that is a beautiful wedding. And and uh, Cody and, and uh, Morgan's wedding the other day. You know, they didn't have to. They just had little candles here and there. They didn't have to decorate a whole lot. And it was beautiful. What a beautiful place we have. We should praise the Lord that he has allowed us to have this beautiful place and, and room to do stuff. We have two buses back. And we don't have one. We have two buses to use to, to, to do the ministry that we have to do with. Uh, and, and, and we don't have to be afraid. The word says that God is with us. I was listening to a uh, news report the other day. If you, if you think you have it bad, listen to the news. The Christians in Syria, I think it was in Syria, it was someplace over there, the, the Muslims will come in and if they find out you're Christian, they write uh, something on your house and it literally means Nazarene and said that the Christians there no longer sleep in their homes at night because the Muslims will come at night and kill them. And so they sleep out in the fields, they hide in the grass, and they sleep outside of their homes at night because of fear of being killed. Did Anybody sleep outside last night because they were afraid to go into their house? I didn't. I'd be afraid to go outside my house. but <laughs> We have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to praise God for and, and uh, to lift up to him tonight. And so I want us to praise God for what we have, for what God is doing. You know that most churches never, ever start one church, ever. And we are on the brink of starting two in like two or three years. That's something to praise the Lord about. We need to praise the Lord that we, that the God has given us enough people that we can give 40 people to a church in Stratford. We can give 40, 50, whatever, to a church in Springfield. We need to praise God for that. We don't need to be sad. I mean, it's okay to be sad. I understand that. But we need to praise the Lord for what he's doing and 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 be grateful that that we're part of a part of a denomination that 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 says let's let's don't just stay just us let's go out and do something else i was talking to jack this morning and he was kind of down today and he said i had one other day like this and he said it was when i left highway church of the nazarene and he said i came here you know that this church is half again as big as highway ever was when you were down there, okay? Okay? And I told Jack, I said, this next one will probably be bigger than this one. Wouldn't that be neat to be part of something like that? I have, I have no doubt that that could not happen up there. They got really talented people and really good, I mean, we're sending our best, to a, to a big fishing hole. There's not a little fishing hole like Ava or, Mount, or Marshfield. Marshfield's not a, it's a bigger fishing hole than Ava was, but Springfield's a big fishing hole. There's a lot of people up there. And there's talented people going. I, they could weigh, be way bigger than we ever were. And I don't want anybody going, well, I hope that doesn't, and we do hope that happens. We want to be able to say, hey, look, don't you want your kids to do better than you did? I do. And we need to be we want to be part of that. And so we need to praise God for what he's doing. And when we praise God and we seek after him, then he says that he delivers us from all the fears or all the anxiety or all the thoughts that we have. Oh, what are we, you know, and that's just part of it, but the word says that he delivers us from that. And he can do that. I want us all to stand tonight. We're going to go. We think that when we have something to, that is important that we should have cake and ice cream. And so on Wednesday night, we had a board meeting and we hadn't planned on having cake and ice cream. And so we thought, you know, we was in the board meeting and they said, man, if Selena's going to leave on Sunday, we need to have cake and ice cream. The Problem was, we didn't ask Selena if she was going to be here. And this morning, Selena said, I'm not going to be here. You know, John said, we're not going to be here tonight. We're going to go up to the encounter and do things like that. And I, I said, you know, if you've already made plans, we understand, things like that. So Selena texted me back, and she said, she said, I don't know. I think, I think maybe I need to be there, you know, and you know. Are you still having cake? And I said, yeah, we're still having cake. <laughs> and she said, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, we didn't ask you, so that's kind of our fault. And then I said, you know, we really don't need a reason to eat cake. I'd eat cake because it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> because it's six o'clock, time, seven o'clock, time to eat cake, all right? But we're glad that Selena's here, and uh, we're just going to fellowship together tonight. And uh, we've got cake and ice cream, and we want everybody to stay. And, and if you didn't get a chance to tell Selena goodbye this morning, uh, you can do that tonight and just have a time of fellowshipping together. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. Father, I pray that tonight if there's anybody in this place of fear, just help them to seek after you. And Father, your word says that you're with those who have times of fear, and we know that that's true. David faced many more things than I imagine anybody in this place will ever face. And he said, God delivered me. He didn't say that he delivered me out of every situation, but he did say you delivered him from the fear. And so I pray that if someone needs deliverance from fear tonight, that they would seek for you. Father, help us to praise you for the good things that you're doing, for the good things that we've been a part of. And Father, just help us to always lift you up. Father, I pray that you'd be with us as we go now and and, uh, fellowship together. I pray that you would bless our time together and bless the food that we're going to eat. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go and fellowship together. Lord bless you.